Girls of the same age are instructed in sexual matters by older women. Although sexual intercourse in Mangaya typically is preceded by only about five minutes of foreplay, Marshall emphasizes that considerable skill is applied during these five minutes. Mangaeans are not interested in foreplay for its own sake, and the only goal is to arouse the female sufficiently for intercourse. To Mangaeans, extended foreplay detracts from their primary goal, which is 15 to 30 minutes of intercourse with continuous thrusting and active female participation, during which the female orgasms two or three times, her final orgasm occurring simultaneously with her partners. Mangaeans state that, quote, orgasm must be learned by a woman and that this learning process is achieved through the efforts of a good man. Unquote. If a man fails to bring his partner to orgasm, she is likely to leave him for someone else, and she may ruin his reputation with other women. At, quote-unquote, rather, quote, East Bay, a Melanesian island in the southwest Pacific, female orgasm is regularly achieved by extended mutual heterosexual masturbation, with insertion just before mutual orgasm, Davenport, 1977, a technique reminiscent of descriptions in Fisher's 1973 and Heights 1976 reports. From a cross-cultural perspective, however, these specific peoples are the exception, not the rule. Davenport, 1977, summarizes the ethnographic literature thus. Begin of excerpt. In most of the societies from which there are data, it is reported that men take the initiative and without extended foreplay, Proceed vigorously toward climax without much regard for achieving synchrony with the woman's orgasm. Again and again, there are reports that coitus is primarily completed in terms of the man's passions and pleasures, with scant attention paid to the woman's response. If women do experience orgasm, they do so passively. End of excerpt. Is female orgasm an adaptation? Unlike the unicorn, which is specially interesting precisely because it does not exist, or extrasensory perception, which probably does not exist, but is interesting because of the possibility that it might, or 
The male orgasm, which exists with monotonous regularity, and for the most part is interesting only to people directly involved in one. The female orgasm definitely exists and yet inspires interest, debate, polemics, ideology, technical manuals, scientific and popular literatures solely because it is so often is absent. Orgasm almost certainly is far more common among human than among non-human primate females, if indeed it exists among the latter at all. But even among humans there is enormous variability. Female orgasm is normal among some peoples and unknown among other peoples. Where it is normal, the female orgasm does not emerge on its own, like breasts or pubic hair, but is consciously cultivated. Among Western peoples, some women orgasm every time they have intercourse, others never orgasm, and most fall somewhere in between. When women's own statements are reported verbatim, as in Fisher 1973 and Height 1974, still more variation appears. Some women consider intercourse without orgasm to be worthless. Others value intercourse but place little importance on orgasm. Height 1976 found that whether or not they regularly orgasm during intercourse, the overwhelming majority of the women who responded to her questionnaire cited affection, intimacy, and love, not orgasm, as the primary reasons for liking sexual intercourse. Neither did most women consider orgasm to be the most important physical sensation during intercourse. The favorite physical sensation by far was the moment of penetration. The question of the adaptive significance of female orgasm requires further consideration of the role of the clitoris. Masters and Johnson concluded that however they are caused, all female orgasms are physiologically identical and essentially clitoral, and that during intercourse, clitoral stimulation almost invariably is indirect. Quote, clitoral stimulation during coitus develops indirectly from penile shaft distension of the minor labia at the vaginal vestibule. A mechanical traction develops on both sides of the clitoral hood of the minor labia subsequent to penile distension of the vaginal outlet. With active penile thrusting, 
the clitoral body is pulled downward toward the pedundum by traction exerted on the wings of the clitoral hood. The implication frequently drawn from Masters and Johnson's writing, an implication that I believe was intended, is that the female genitals are designed, presumably by natural selection, to generate orgasm during heterosexual copulation. To evaluate this notion, is, it is helpful to consider two biases in Masters and Johnson's work to which Robinson, 1976, has called attention. First, since Masters and Johnson required orgasmic ability of their female subjects, and since the most common motive women gave for participating in the research for the desire for sexual activity, it is reasonable to suspect that the sample was biased toward libidinousness. Since all the participating women orgasmed during intercourse, orgasm was made to seem a quote-unquote natural, non-comitant of intercourse. Second, Robinson, 1976, notes that Masters and Johnson's quote, enthusiasm for marriage is reflected both in direct statements on the subject and in their elaborate and often strained attempts to demonstrate the complementary nature of male and female sexuality. Unquote. I believe that one result of Masters and Johnson's marital bias is their implication that male and female genitals are not only complementary in their proportions, but equally adapted to orgasm produce production during marital intercourse. Kinsey et al. 1953 point out that the human female's ability to respond rapidly to sexual stimulation and to reach orgasm is not intrinsically inferior to the males. Without foreplay, most females can masturbate to orgasm in about four minutes. Height, 1976, notes that almost all women who masturbate orgasm easily in this way, whether or not they typically orgasm during intercourse. Kinsey et al., and height suggests that many women do not orgasm during intercourse or do so sporadically simply because sexual intercourse is an extremely inefficient way to stimulate the clitoris. These authors describe a variety of female masturbatory techniques, almost all of which are clearly designed to provide clitoral stimulation but conspicuous by their absence are techniques that stim simulate sexual intercourse. Women almost never masturbate by inserting something in the vagina. According to Kinsey et al., 1953, in many cases, a female who inserted objects in her vagina during masturbation 
did so out of ignorance and stopped once she, quote, had acquired a better understanding of her own anatomy and sexual capabilities, unquote. Masters and Johnson found that the most intense female orgasms, whether measured subjectively or by the number and strength of contractions, occurred during masturbation, not intercourse.